Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina Man yahdillahu falamudillahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Wa safihu wa khaliluh Wa khiratuhu min khalqihi wa aminuhu ala wahi Arsalahu rabbuhu rahmatan lil'alamin Wa hujjatan ala khalqihi wa ibadihi ajma'in Wa as'arullaha an yaja'alana min salihi ummatihi Wa an yahshurana yawmal qiyamati fi zumrati thumma amma ba'd Awalan usikum wa nafsi bi taqwa Allah Faqad fazal muttaqun Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Seeking his divine aid, seeking his assistance Umsa'iba Allah azza wa jal guides, none can misguide And umsa'iba Allah azza wa jal misguides, none can guide I be witness that none has the right to be worshipped to keep Allah azza wa jal alone Without any partner and I testify that Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final prophet and messenger Ibadallah the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He was given many characteristics which was not given to any Prophet before him From amongst these characteristics which the Prophet Sallallahu was given is he was given Jami'ul Kalim He was given concise speech Meaning speech which was very very few in wording but the meanings were extremely vast and these meanings it carries great benefit in all times. The advices which the Prophet ﷺ gave his companions, this advice is as relevant as it was then, just as it is in this day and age. And so the benefit which comes from the advices and the speech and the action of the Prophet ﷺ, it is unrestricted. And from these advices is an advice which the Prophet ﷺ gives us. Wherein he mentions to us five points with regards to how the believer should manage his worldly life and how he should manage matters of the year after. And so this hadith is becoming of each and every single Muslim to learn and to understand the meaning thereof and then to apply it in his life. And this hadith is found in the Sahih of, sahih of Imam Muslim. Rahimullah it is found in the Sahih of Imam Muslim, wherein reported in the hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, al-mu'minu al-qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabbu ila Allahi min al-mu'minu al-da'if wa fi kullin khayr. Thumma qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ihris ala ma yanfa'uk, wasta'in billah wa la ta'jaz. Fa in asabaka amrun fala taqul, لو أني فألت كذا وكذا وإنما كل قدر الله وما شاء فعل فإن لو تفتح أمل الشيطان. reported in Sahih Muslim. and so this hadith is a hadith which many of us are unaware of. but this hadith it gathers for the believer the formula for success in this world and the next. and so the first part of the hadith the Prophet says. Al-Mu'minul Qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabbu min Allahi min al-Mu'minid da'if That the strong believer is khayrun, is better and more beloved to Allah Azza wa Jal 
than the weak believer. And this is the first reflection, that we see there is a distinction between the believers. That not all the believers of one rank. Bi'idhnillah, insha'Allah, we are all believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last day. But like we are sitting here today, our rank with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala differs. You don't know what my rank is and I don't know what your rank is. But we should be striving to attain a high status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fasta bikul khayrat. Hasten and compete with one another with regards to attaining good. And this concept we understand very, very well in the life of this world. That we vie and we compete one with one another with regards to our wealth and with regards to our status and with regards to our beauty. But the matter which is most becoming of us to compete with one another with regards, it is matters of the year after. And so the Prophet says, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the weak believer. And so we see that there is two classifications. Firstly, the strong believer, and secondly, the weak believer. But in this narration, the Prophet says, وَفِكُلِّنْ خَيْرٍ That in both of these believers, there is goodness. And why is the goodness found within them? There's goodness found within them because they have the characteristic of Al-Iman. And this is a matter which we should take pride in. And we should seek honor by way of our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a time wherein Islam has become strange, and in a time where people are shy to practice a religion, we should take honor and seek honor by way of practicing our deen and clinging towards our deen. Because the strong believer is better and more beloved Allah Azza wa Jal than the weak believer. And so the Prophet gives us his advice. And the first point is, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uka. That be diligent and be eager to attain that which benefits you. With regards to our worldly lives, we are all eager to attain that which benefits us. That which we can attain to, to, to better our lives, to increase our wealth, to make our lives more comfortable. We understand this. But this hadith, it refers to being eager and keen with regards to attaining the matters which benefits you in dunya and in akhirah. And of course, the ultimate benefit that the believer must strive to attain, it should be those matters which lead you to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Jannah. That this should be the highest goal of each and every single believer. They were eager to attain good, but the greatest good we must be eager to attain. It is the goodness of Allah Azza wa Jal's pleasure and his paradise. Each and every single other form of goodness, it is secondary to this goodness. And this gives us perspective as believers. This puts things into the correct perspective and the correct context for us as believers. And that is that if you are faced with any matter which benefits you in the dunya, but if you attain this benefit, it will lead to Allah Azza wa Jal's displeasure 
in the dunya and the akhirah, what do we give precedence to as believers? And the answer should be straightforward. That if you are faced with a benefit, and if you attain this benefit, it's going to lead to the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What should the believer do? He should give precedence to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over this worldly benefit. And this gives us perspective. Ihris ala ma yanfa'uka. This is the first point. That be eager and diligent to attain those matters which benefit you. And the matters which benefit us the most, it is matters which lead us to the pleasure of Allah and His paradise. The second point, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ That just being eager to attain some good does not mean that you will attain that good. But the second advice the Prophet gives us is, he says, وَاسْتَعِنْ بِاللَّهِ Seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is a command from the Prophet And this is a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we are commanded to seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to attaining goodness. No matter what form of goodness you seek to acquire, you must seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to attain this. For as Muslims, we are not left to our own abilities and our own capabilities. We are not left to our own intelligence. We are not left to our own strengths. And we are not left to our own material means. To attain good, we must seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the secret to success. This is the secret to success which many Muslims have forgotten. Since the current outlook in the world, it is based upon the self. That you can achieve whatever you put your mind You are the way you deem yourself. And this leads us to becoming the eye specialist. I did this and I did that. I achieved this and I achieved that. And this is not the outlook of the believer. For the Muslim self-confidence model, it is based upon billah. It is based upon reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That for us to achieve any good, we rely upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And once we achieve this good, we don't attribute this good to our own selves and our own abilities. But we say, MashaAllah. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal will for this brother. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal will for that brother. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal has predetermined for me to achieve. And so the Muslim self-confidence model, it is based upon reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we remind ourselves about this each and every single day, at least 17 times a day. In one of the most powerful supplications we make as believers on a daily basis, it is, You alone do we worship and you alone do we seek aid and assistance from. For there is no ability for us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make a single tasbih of Allah, to seek a single forgiveness from Allah, astaghfirullah, or to place our forehead on the ground in sujood 
except if Allah Azza wa Jal grants us the ability to achieve this. And this shows us the Muslim self-confidence model, that we don't rely upon ourselves. We rely upon Allah Azza wa Jal. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, he asked his companions, should I not guide you and show you to a treasure from amongst the treasures of paradise? Shall I not guide you and show you a treasure from amongst the treasures of paradise? What was the companion's response? Certainly, O Messenger of Allah. They were the most eager and keen to attain goodness. And so the Prophet told them that a treasure from amongst the treasures of paradise is to utter the statement. And it's a simple statement, but I want us to reflect over the meaning of the statement. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. A statement that each and every single one of us utters throughout the day. But have we reflected over the statement? La hawla. There is no ability to move. Wa la quwwata. And there is no strength. Illa billah. Except by Allah Azza wa Jal. There is no ability for us to make a single movement or to remain still except if Allah Azza wa Jal wills us to do this. There is no strength which we attain and there is no strength which we possess except if Allah Azza wa Jal grants us that strength. And this gives us insight into the outlook of a believer. That his success, it only comes from Allah. And his abilities, his intelligence, his strength, his abilities, his capabilities, it is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we don't have self-reliance, but we rely upon Allah azza wa jal. The Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, he then says, Ihris ala ma yanfa'uka, wasta'in billah, wala ta'jaz. The third point, wala ta'jaz. So firstly, be eager to attain that which benefits you. Number two, seek the help of Allah. Number three, wala ta'jaz. Don't be lazy and don't render yourself incapable. In order to attain any goodness which we desire, the formula is and the sunnah of Allah Azza wa Jal in this dunya, meaning the system of Allah Azza wa Jal in this dunya is to take action. Islam, it is a religion of action. Islam is not a religion where we say certain things that we take a step back. Islam encourages us and it commands us to take action. And this is part of true tawakkul. Because there are two types of tawakkul. There is tawakkul and there is tawakkul. Tawakkul, it is false tawakkul. It is false reliance. And this is the reliance of the person who does not take action. Rather, true tawakkul, it requires us to take action and not having false hopes and false dreams. I wish to be a strong believer, but you don't take the actions that lead you to becoming a strong believer. I want to be more successful in my job, but you act lazily in your job. I want to be a better parent, but you don't take action to be a better parent. I want to be a better student, but you spend the entire year in the cafeteria and taking it easy. Islam encourages and commands us with action. And this is essential towards attaining to success. That we are not left to our own abilities, 
But the sunnah of Allah, the system of Allah in this dunya is that we must take action. Allah Azza wa Jal, He has tied good outcomes to means. And if you want to attain a good outcome, you must take towards the means which is permissible for you to take and halal in order to attain that means. Point number four. The Prophet والسلام, then says, فَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ أَمْرٌ فَلَا تَقُلْ لَوْ أَنِّي فَأَلْتُ كَانَ كَذَا وَكَذَا And if you are afflicted with a calamity, then don't say, if only I had done such and such. So just look at the steps that the Prophet's always given us. Firstly, he says, be eager to attain that which benefits you. And this is the eagerness which emanates from the heart and knowing that which benefits you. Number two, wasta'in billah. Seek the help of Allah. And that means to take action. Taib. Number three, wala ta'jaz. Don't be lazy. Take action. So once you've taken the steps, you know what benefits you, and you move towards that direction, and you take action, and you've tied your camel, and you've relied upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it is such that when you are stricken with a calamity, that the matter which you set out to attain was not in your favor, you applied for a job, you applied for a different position in your firm, you didn't get the job, you didn't get the promotion, you applied at a specific university, you didn't get accepted, do not say, if only I had done such and such. Then I would have attained the job. Then I would have been admitted into the university. Then I would have married this sister. Taib, everything we strive for, who does it lie with? Kullu amrin biyadillah. Each and every single matter of benefit, it lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It lies with Allah azza wa jal and Allah azza wa jal's will for us to attain it and Allah azza wa jal's qada wal qadr. Allah Azza wa Jal's predestiny for myself and yourself. And so we strive, but our striving does not go beyond the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We strive, but our striving does not go beyond the realm of Allah Azza wa Jal's predecree. So we find a person who strives his entire life to be wealthy and to be rich, but it is never written for him. And throughout his life, Allah Azza gives him many signs that wealth is not your destiny. Does the person take the destiny or does he continue to strive? He continues to strive to such an extent that the person will take a haram means in order to attain wealth and become wealthy. But Allah Azza throughout his life was showing him that this was not destined for him. So we strive, but our striving does not go beyond the qadr of Allah Azza For Allah Azza says, each and every single creation we have created with predestination. That all matters has been predetermined by Allah Azza wa Jal. 50,000 years before Allah Azza wa Jal created the heavens and the earth, Allah Azza wa Jal decreed the affairs of His creation. And as the hadith makes mention, the pen has been lifted and the ink has dried. 
So a person might say, then what is the point in me doing action if each and every single thing has been predetermined? Firstly, we don't know what has been set out for us. And we don't know what has been predestined for us. But we strive to attain those matters which benefits us. And so we are commanded to take action. But whether we attain success or not, this lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And sometimes, we think simply because we made the effort and because we meet the criterion for a promotion in our job or we are smart and we expect a certain outcome in terms of our results just because we make the effort we think that this sets us up for success and this is incorrect because we mentioned that each and every single form of benefit it lies with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we feel simply because we have certain characteristics, we should attain what we set out for. And this sets us up for being unhappy and discontent. And if something happens which is opposite to what we anticipated, the Prophet wasalam, said to not say, if only I had done such and such. And this leads us to point five. How does the believer react to matters which are not decreed in his favor? Because as believers, we believe in Al-Qadr. We believe in predestiny. The good of it and the bad of it. As believers, an essential pillar of our Iman is that we believe in predestiny, the good of it and the bad of it. So when matters afflict us, which is not in our favor, we took the means, we exerted our efforts, Allah did not decree this for us. The believer's approach is not to say, if only I had done such and such, the outcome would have been in my favor. If only, may Allah protect our parents and grant them long lives, in his obedience, Amen. If only my father had not gone out that night, he would still be with us today. This is not the approach of the believer. The believer is, as the Prophet ﷺ says, وَإِنَّمَا قُلْ That he should say, قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ وَمَا شَافَعَلُ If it's anything we should take home from the khutbah today, it is this statement. قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ وَمَا شَافَعَلُ That when that calamity befalls you, we say, Qaddar Allah. Allah Azza wa Jal has decreed this. Reaffirming our belief in the predestiny of Allah. That Allah Azza wa Jal has decreed this. Wa ma sha'a fa'al. And whatever Allah Azza wa Jal wills, this happens and transpires. Whatever Allah Azza wa Jal wills, this happens and transpires. And the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is above our wills. وَمَا تَشَاءْ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ That you cannot intend and will any matter except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will this matter the Rabb of all of the creation. And this approach in life, it gives the believer contentment and it puts him at ease. 
that he knows that when he goes through a difficult decree and things are not in his favor, he affirms that this is exactly where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destined him to be. And this puts a person at ease. Instead of preoccupying our thoughts with past events and matters which transpired and that which is beyond our capabilities and our wills. For the Prophet والسلام, says, for if you say, if only I had done such and such, it opens up for the handiwork of a shaitan. Because this is when shaitan takes hold of the believer. Thinking that he could have changed his destiny. But the place where you find yourself is exactly the place where Allah Azza wa determined for you after you had taken action. So these five points mentioned in the hadith found in Sahih Muslim, it is a powerful reminder for the believer. And these five points a believer takes as part as how to you, he manages his worldly life and his year after. So what are these five points? The Prophet والسلام, said, Ihris ala ma Number one, be eager, be keen, be diligent to attain that which benefits you. Number two, in billah. To attain this goodness, seek the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, wala ta'jaz. Don't be lazy. Take action. You are responsible for your actions, so you should take actions towards that which benefits you. And if the matter is decided that it shouldn't be as you wished, don't say, if only I had done such and such. Point number five. The believer's approach is he says, Qadar Allahu wa ma shafa'al. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal decreed, and Allah Azza wa Jal surely does as He subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes. So we also Allah Azza wa Jal grants us to practice upon the hadith of the Prophet. And then He makes us from amongst those who look into the Quran and the Sunnah for solutions to the challenges of our times. For surely, when we look towards the guidance of Allah, the Quran, and we look towards the guidance of the Prophet والسلام, surely we will find guidance which is relevant for all times and all places. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Naktafi bihada. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta. Astaghfiruka wa tubi ilaik. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.